tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. In Guitar Lesson 23, I asked Dan to give me some pointers on how to arrange songs for a three-piece band. First, Dan shows me some ideas for times like these by the Foo Fighters to increase the interest in the rhythm playing so it works well with the melody. He also gives me some thoughts about dynamics and harmonising the chords. Next, we look at Message in a Bottle and how to augment the famous riff. Finally, Dan takes me through his arrangement of Purple Rain, which has some chimey chords and licks. We finish with the solo. talking about the fact that you jammed with some mates recently and you've done some songs with them and you wanted to run through some of these songs well I think we've done them before in a past time yep but maybe it'd be interesting to sort of share some of our thoughts with our listeners as to how to approach some of these songs and um, playing them in the real world what's on your list Gary Okay, I'll so tell you if I've done it before I think you've done them all before I've got to say <laughs> I, would imagine. I don't know you never know so times like these, and I've done yeah. a couple of different versions of that before. Times like these, Foo Fighters, yes. But I could do with a refresher on the chords over the intro. Message in a bottle, where I can play that riff. Message in a bottle, so yes, the police, okay. Then there's Purple Rain, which we've looked at before. Played that many times. An epic yes. tune, though, isn't it? It is an epic tune. Now, I'm going to put in a disclaimer right at the beginning, before we get myriads of people messaging us. And going, yeah, I've got a tab for that. It doesn't go like that. It goes like this. Yeah. Well, that's great. The thing is, when we look at the setup of so many different bands, often there's far more parts because there's more players or because of overdubbing in the studio to make something sound really great than you could feasibly play on your own. Now, I go out with a band, and as a three-piece, we do everything from Take That through to the Foo Fighters, Beatles, you name it. And we do it in a three-piece, and we do it well. However, there's always a compromise. Yeah. And that compromise, if you go out and you do songs by the Jimi Hendrix Experience, designed for a, a three-piece rock outfit, or like a blues band that only has sort of three people, or some Dr. Feelgood, you know, bass, guitar, drums, vocals, and the guitar player sings, well, okay, you can probably cover every part that you hear on the record pretty much without too many problems. Mind you, even Jimi Hendrix stuff got a little bit more sort of expanded on record as time went on, a little less raw. But most songs, there's a few things going on in the studio, a few overdubs and so forth, or more members in the band, and you have to compromise your part. Yeah. So the parts I'm going to show you, they're not necessarily absolutely tabbed out parts. They are the parts that I have devised, which carry off the song pretty well, in a guitar-orientated environment, if you are lucky enough to have a good keyboard player in your band who also does synth and organ and piano and everything else, and you have a second guitar player, 
and you've got male and female vocals and everyone can harmonise with everyone else and you've got a percussionist and a drummer. Two things are happening here. One, you're really lucky. And two, you probably don't get paid much for your local pub gig. No, no, no. Five pound each, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, it's quite... Beer to share. 50p in a pound. <laughs> Times like these. Times like these. So I've, I played that a lot myself years ago, so I've got... Probably have to work it all out now, but... Uh... I've got that bit, it's the, it's the chords that run underneath it, and it's right. being lazy here, I guess. Well, actually, uh... the intro bit, before we even get that far, we've got this unusual oh, chord. Like now, basically, this is first finger on the fifth fret of the A string, open yeah. D. Second finger on the fifth fret of the G string, open B. Yep. Third finger on the fifth fret of the top E string. So what we have there is kind of like a, a D minor 7 with an added 13. D minor 7 add 13. Got a kind of a 13 sort of sound to it. Then we're just lifting up our our first finger. Now the chords that run underneath the little guitar figure which we're now going to play, yeah. which is this figure. Yeah. Is D. Starting on the just a good old fashioned D. D. C add nine. Just the intro. There. Uh, G to the B in the bass. So really, really in a band format. If you were playing this as a three piece, so bass, guitar, and drums, the bass player is pounding out the root notes. You're going to be playing the melody. Yeah. If you have someone already doing that, then you might be inclined to play the chord. Now let's get the count right. Yeah. So it's 7-8. So every chord we count seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, 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 seven. So we've got D. D. C at nine. turnaround yeah so very very odd after three times round that so the third time when it 
hits the D, it does it hits the, the G with the B and the bass. Yeah. We then come back to our D. straight into the verse yeah so what have you got for the verse I, uh, I've got D is something I've put in yeah. but I just find it adds a bit of interest especially yeah. maybe if you're playing the second round of the verse rather than the first so I still hit a D still hit the D when I go to the A minor I kind of hit the A minor chord and then I do a hammer on on the first open sound but I'm using gain so I don't want it to sound messy yeah. I'll hang my third finger over the G string so we get essentially getting an open power chord being sound majestic yeah, yeah so figure I was doing was a D using the open D and then the G and the B strings 7 and 7 on the G 7 and 8 7 and 10 got it and then we do this for the A minor 7 so 7 Five, eight, seven, five, seven. Seven, five, five. So it just pushes good. things along a bit. Yeah, that's the tone. It still sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Tone flat out. Volume rolled back somewhat. Volume rolled back. On the yeah, the gain is full up, so you probably need to roll your volume back quite a way. Okay. So if you think of how it, how it kind of works with the words. Start a 
I'll play it a little bit slow. So we've got this kind of. That's my seven up there on the third yeah. fret of the top string. So I'm covering the second fret on the G as well. There. On oh, yeah. On, yeah, like that, yeah. I got you. Especially in a three piece, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, yeah. The one person going, it's What's your fretting? I would yeah. say try and be on the middle two strings. And also with the chorus, give it some welly. Foo Fighters are, are like really oh, yeah, well yeah. played rock with a, with a good dose of aggression without yeah. it getting out of hand. And Steve Vai once said, I apologise if I've never said this before, but I think it actually applies to a lot of kind of rock, hard rock, indie, all sorts of things. He said the art of great rock guitar is making it sound like it's just on the edge of being out of control, but you've got it completely in control. <laughs> I like that, yeah. That's good. And it's so, so true. It's got to have that aggression, that yeah. oomph. You know, it's a rock song, man. You know, yeah, 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 do you yeah, Sounds good to me. Probably all we need to do on that one. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, loads to go on. Yeah, that's good. Cool. What's the next one? Uh, so then we had um, Message in a Bottle. Okay. 
I've got the riff a little. I'm okay. Gonna, I've got that. It's quite clean actually, that though, isn't it? First bit is is uh, got two guitarists. What's the best thing to do there? When there's only three of you in the band, pretty much there's always something guitar related you can do, even if it's one note. Yeah. Sometimes it muddies the waters to do too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was thinking like, do you do a chord over each one? You know, you got your C sharp minor. Is it at the beginning? Or is it C sharp? Whatever it is, you know, do you do a chord over so it? It's sort of loosely based around C sharp minor. Yeah. A, B, and F sharp minor. Yeah. Now, for instance, we play Mr. Brightside by The Killers quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you've got that very uh, well-known... ...figure all the way through it. And it's quite sparse. Yeah. There's not really a lot else there. And sometimes it's good to hold back on a verse, because when you actually finally do come in with the chorus, you come in with a bang, rather than coming in with a whimper. You don't want you don't want anybody in the audience to go chorus yet. Oh, it's been and gone. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got to be. There's got to be a change in dynamics. Yeah. There has really. So something's got to lift. You've got to keep something in reserve. Yeah, yeah. It's something that a lot of bands could learn a lot from. Really, when it comes to things like harmony vocals, they could do an awful lot to bolster a piece. Even adding another instrument in, like guitar set out for the verse. Now it's coming back in for the second half of the verse. We had one vocal in the in the verse. Now we're going to have two vocals on the chorus or three vocals or whatever. It just lifts the whole thing. Def Leppard. Def they Leppard. Were amazing at that, weren't they? Let's have twenty. Every, every <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think with Def Leppard, they were always a good solid rock band. Yeah. The Pyromania album was good, but Hysteria, now that was a classic. Yeah, amazing, a lot of fantastic. that was down to Mutt Lang, who was the producer. Yeah. Who's gone on to produce quite a lot of different stuff. I'm not sure if he still is, but he was certainly one time for quite a long time married to Shinaro Twain. Ah, uh, okay. stuff is pretty heavily produced. But yeah. all, the, all the vocal stuff, yeah, you know, they, they could all sing. Yeah. And obviously made quite a point of it. And, and there's quite a lot of sort of vocal layers on their tracks. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah. It makes a big, big difference. It really puts a spit of polish on the band. So when we're coming to play this track, thinking back to my situation with the Killers, while once we hit the pre-chorus and the chorus, there's definitely something I can add into the equation. I often feel on the verse there isn't really. So most of the time, I leave it at one guitar. Yeah, okay. The thing is, when you write for a three-piece, which the police were, you write around the lack of other instrumentation. You write so that you could feasibly go out and you could gig this song with the three of you. And you look at all of the police stuff until they started getting into the things where they added other things in, like strings and piano and stuff. But really, it was quite a sparse mix. Roxanne, Salonely, Can't Stand Losing You, it's all pretty sparse. Because it's designed for one guy with a Strat or a Telly and a whole bunch of effects, a bass player and a drummer, to come along and be able to play it. Yeah. So, message in a bottle, it gets spacious later on. You could have somebody, I guess, just vamping on the chords, like maybe skinny the chords down to three notes. 
three note chords I've got C sharp minor I like the bar of C sharp minor yep. at the fourth fret but take away the bar so I'm just holding the fingers down that you normally get six six and five and then just D G and B then the A is just like an F shape moved up to the fifth B is just the fourth fret of the D G and B strings yep. F sharp minor is barring at the second and then a finger on the fourth comes to kind of making the guitar work he's probably staying out of their way yeah, yeah so that it doesn't become a battle between the guitar and them i remembered many years ago when i was working for a guy doing session work i'd worked out this really lovely acoustic thing for one of his songs that he asked me to do and uh, it sounded really really lovely and even he said oh that sounds great so i turned up to the studio we went to record it and when we put it with the vocal Although it sounded great on its own, there was a note that interfered with the vocal. Now, I didn't know what the vocal was, so I'm just playing guitar. So we had to kind of reposition that note so the guitar part still flowed, but didn't tread on the feet of the vocal at all. So with something like this, you're sort of doing the same thing in guitar terms. You're trying not to tread on the feet of the other guitar player. Yeah, gotcha. So you're, you're staying out of his way, playing simple chords... Almost like a piano voicing, maybe. You notice as well where I'm playing it with fingers rather than a pick. My pick is playing the bass note. Yeah. But I could just play it with thumb and fingers. Yeah. And I'm playing it what they call piano style, where you hit them all at once. And it's quite short, sharp blasts. Not too clipped, but just short, sharp. They are happening at the point your riff is going on. Yeah, gotcha. So yeah. it's almost your riff is almost hiding the fact that it's called there. It just kind of yeah. gives it a little lift underneath. So I, I would. That's good. Yeah. That's certainly consider good. something like that. Yeah. So that's going. It's like that, isn't it? That's it. So with that, there's loads of options, it's just getting the voicing right, and that voicing sounds good to me. You know, you can play it in any position you like. Yeah, and just get, yeah, maybe a mix of the two, but then it's, again, you, that's you kind of don't want to mess with it again. Sort of again really, that really. kind of works, yeah. yeah it does work. Also, it depends on how loud you are in the mix. Yeah. There's some things which are nice to have quite low in the mix, but they're there. Yeah. Just to let you know that they're there, and just to add a little something that you can't put your finger on. Other things, you want them really, really up front. For example, I play in my own band, Full House. We do Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb, and we have a massive instrumental section tagged on the end. And there's a big old solo which goes over that, the other guy plays. Yeah. You know, so after we've done some harmony guitar work, he leaps into the solo. And what I tend to do, I have a set kind of rhythm figure that I play. Yeah. And I once played it to him, 
Yeah, he didn't know it. And he he said, that's really nice. He said, like, you'd never know it was there. Yeah. But it just is more interesting than just playing straight power chords. And that's what you want, isn't it? That's exactly what you want. Like, I, I used to love listening to albums in the way they were intended on headphones where you had a good stereo mix and you could really differentiate the parts. Yeah. And the lovely thing about it was was that you kept hearing new things. And unfortunately, when we listen on iPhones and iPads, that doesn't always happen. We're listening yeah. to it on tiny, tiny speakers. We're not really getting the full, rich sound yeah, yeah. as the record was intended. It's nice to listen back to a record and hear little things. I remember a mate of mine pointing out that on an Ingve record, in between the gaps, you could hear the squeaks as he moved his fingers across the frets. Yeah. Just to kind of stop yeah. the notes and mute them. And it, it's kind of nice. It makes the music human. So I think yeah, on that good. song, that probably kind of... Yeah, because then sold. it just kicks into the main bit and it's that just chords, isn't it? Um, then we had... Purple Rain, which we've looked at before, haven't we? Are you happy with Purple Rain? Is there anything you want to go over again? Uh, yeah, no, okay, let's go over, because you've got your bits down on that. Let's just kind of go over the, the bits that you've got. Really, with, with this track, it's, you know, it's a big 80s track. Yeah. And again, in an ideal world, you know, you use a big gated drum sound, you have some nice synths and everything. Don't have that luxury in a guitar-based band. So... Part of what makes it tick is I do use a fairly sizable delay. Yeah, I've had the delay on that one, yeah. Ideally, um, when I take my large pedal board out, I use what's called a smeared delay. Right. Where the repeats smear into each other. So it's almost like a halfway house between delay and reverb. Yeah. And I'll load a little bit of reverb on top and a little bit of chorus. Now, I think, ironically, the, the record originally was recorded using a flanger. Right, Okay. It's got that sort of swirly, chorusy sound, you know, like this kind of like slightly phasey, flangey, yeah, sort of jet-like sound. That's cool. If that does it for you, that's cool. I quite like using chorus on there. I just find it sort of a little cleaner. But absolutely up to you how you approach it. But you want a sound that's probably pretty big if you're playing it in a guitar band because once the drums and bass kick in. Yeah, so those sorts of chords will be nowhere. Yeah. Whereas if you add a nice reverb and delay, bit of chorus to add a little bit of spread to the sound, you'll fill quite large amounts Majestic. of space. Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, you need you need something. It's the time to dig deep into your ethereal box, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, get those effects <laughs> running. So what I do, I start off with the full version of that chord, which is a B flat. So it's, it's not over D, you know. tell you what I do. No, I think it sounds, I, I, I think the D was sounding a bit full on there. And then I slide to a G minor 7. So I place my finger here, yeah. and the 7th is the little finger. I'm going to hit the bass note, I'm going to avoid the A. Gotcha. Figure. There's a hammer on from the third to the fourth on the B string, followed by the other notes in the chord third and yeah. third fret of the G, fifth fret of the D. Gotcha. F is 
suspended second to an F. So that's first, third, and third on the yeah. E, A, and D respectively with an open G. Sounding, sounding set of chords, and again doubling that up, I guess, against the other. That's it. I mean, obviously, sort of Prince came up with it, so I can't take credit for it. But there are some things I do thereafter, which I think kind of work. I tend to skinny the chords down a bit. Yeah. yeah. So that's just. Just, just taking the bar off the B flat. And just leaving the fingers on the top two at the first. And that's the G. And then up to the G. Only 
thing I do do is it goes into the chorus. It does a sort of purple rain, purple rain bit, and it goes yeah. to an E flat. Now, otherwise, you'll be up there sort of on this chord forever. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit boring, yeah. So what I tend to do is... Oh, nice. So I've got my E flat so there as one finger across the eighth fret of the D, G, and B. Yep. Then... Up to the ten and... Okay. So you're barring at the fifth, you've got your second finger on the sixth fret of the B, and the little finger is on the eighth fret of the D. Just trying to see what that chord is. <laughs> it's an unusual one, isn't it? That? It is. So that's the bar, you're putting that note in, which is the... Uh, major seven. It's actually a, yeah, it's a major nine. B flat major gotcha, nine. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah. Didn't recognise that at all for a moment, <laughs> which is uh... so. It's got that kind of to the. That's not enough, of course you have with the solo. Thank you. 
a few yeah. of Prince's licks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you up on the G, G fifth position, yeah? Yeah, okay, that'd be cool. 
double time. Yeah, yeah. You have that double time bit after that, don't you? But I mean, hopefully that's been helpful to you. Yeah, really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, no yeah. problem. Maybe yeah. next time we can yeah, look, we'll look at some other stuff. Yeah. On the list. Yeah. That's great. Thank you very much, Dan. No problem. Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Yeah.